Welcome to King Size, a Stephen King podcast for obsessives by obsessives. With Matt Robinson and Simon Balkan. So, fellow Constance, welcome to a very special edition of King Size, where I'm lucky enough to be joined today by Matt Saunders, the cover illustrator for the thrilling suspense collection uh, that's been just capturing all of our hearts, including Misery, Gerald's Game, Rose Madder, Dolores Claiborne, and The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon. So, Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And thanks for the yeah, kind words. Oh, absolute joy, man. Absolute pleasure. So, Matt, for those um, you know, that might not yet be familiar with your work, just t- tell us a little bit about, about yourself. Um, so I'm a freelance illustrator. I've been freelance for 12 years this year, according to LinkedIn, which is terrifying. <laughs> um over that time I've worked for most of the publishers around the world um i've done lots of advertising work work for bands um yeah a lot of projects i like it's getting to the point now where i can't remember what i've done (laughs) like i have to keep like when i do talks about myself it's getting more and more difficult like the older i'm getting i'm like oh my god like (laughs) but Yeah. yeah that was the general gist of it Lovely. So how long, so is this always been like a a calling for you, um, you know, to be able to create and get that out there? Tell us a bit about that. Um, So when I started freelancing, I was in animation um, and then I started to pivot into illustration on the side. It's something I always wanted to do. I always wanted to make films, but a whip like you can't really do that all on your own or you can yeah. when I was starting so the idea of building worlds and stuff within illustration just that seemed to appeal to me because it was something I could do with them my own means yeah but yeah, yeah. oh cool so I mean obviously for a lot of us how we first come across <clears throat> your your beautiful work is on the covers of the thrilling suspense uh collection and uh for so many of us uber Stephen King fans, you know, the chance to just own every copy and just build up a collection, even if we've probably got those novels already sat, you know, on the shelves, yeah. the whole Hodder campaign to re-release every single one has just been massively exciting. And um, obviously, you know, your covers for Thrilling Suspense Collection have really, really captured us. So how, how did you, um, how did you get the gig for this one? Uh, well, it's, uh, as I said before, so it's, I've, I've done a lot of publishing stuff. I've done around probably about 50 or 60 different book covers over the last 
probably like eight years. And um, a lot of those were starting with more young adult and then it started to move upwards towards more adult things. And um, at the time when the job came in, I was actually saying, um, I kind of just need a break from book covers because I, I was starting to move more into advertising, which I have been doing a lot more of yeah. that kind of stuff and things to do with tech companies. And I was like, I need a break from book covers, but the only thing that I'll not take a break for is like a Stephen King cover. And then a week later, I got an email with the subject line, Stephen King book covers. And I was like, no way. Like, that is weird. Um, I know everyone says that manifestation in, like in 2022 seems to be the big thing. But yeah, that that was pretty crazy. And then, I, yeah, the, the brief was in there. I thought it was just going to be one. And then it was, yeah, all all. Was it five? I've done five. Yeah. Yeah, five. <laughs> <Not already. laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to look at them on the shelf. Like, yeah, <laughs> Amazing. So that yeah, car, right? Destiny is meant to happen. And how did it yeah. feel when you saw that email and that title, that subject heading? Um, it's weird now. It's just like, yeah, you because know, I've worked with people in the past that have inspired me and I've met them, and it's mm. it starts it becomes a bit more normal and you take it for granted a little bit. You're like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, I've had, I've worked with JK Rowling. She's signed my work off and it's like, I've done that. And then I've met other people in that industry. And then, but still it was, I think it hit more because I, I grew up a lot with uh, King's work and like, it means a lot to me. My older brother uh, got me into it a lot. Yeah. So I, I kind of did it for him as well. So that's like it connects on emotional but yeah it was it was pretty insane still it's one of those moments that like bolts you out a little bit like oh yeah but I didn't think that was ever going to happen but yeah what did your uh when your brother heard the news you know being you know king fan as well like you what, what, what was his reaction <laughs> Um, well, he's not very vocal, very much. He's like, yeah, cool, man, cool. That was it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, he's a bit more placid. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it's still pretty nuts because I don't know if we're going to touch on it, but, like, when I was growing up, we, I was obviously a bit too young to read King at the start. I was more into, like, um I was probably six or seven when I was reading Goosebumps books. Yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe, and that was like kind of my gateway into horror. And um, Joe was reading Point Horror, which was around the corner. And then obviously he discovered the horror aisle. And that's where he was going. And he'd be like picking up like the covers of like it and carrying. I'm like, these look terrifying. But like you couldn't look away. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the, and that that was like probably yeah my early introduction into the... Uh, the actual name of King and the Box was in the libraries. Yeah. Um, yeah, when I was like seven or eight or something like that, but way too young to read them. I think yeah. I definitely tried to read them, but it, it's quite, they're not, yeah, a bit too far advanced for me at that age. I was still on goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> I hear, you. but as you said, it's those covers that you just can't draw your eyes away from I and I remember what he was like that first author that I really connected with and often it was seeing the books on the shelves at the library or in the bookshop and just being drawn to that front cover and and seeing that yeah. paperback format in, in particular as such an art form yeah to be involved in that now to actually have your books on a bookshelf it is 
weird. It is a weird feeling. It's just like there might be someone, like a young kid sees that on the shelf, picks it up, and that gets them interested. Yeah. So, yeah, I've kind of gone full circle. Yeah, absolutely. So you get the email. It lands in your inbox. You, you had been planning to take a little bit of downtime. Um, what what happens next? What, what what happened after you got that initial email? Um, so I was actually really busy at the time doing other projects, and I was like, oh, so you're like, oh, King, no, <laughs> yeah, I'll see exactly. you later. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't say no to this. I've just got to do it. Like, yeah. I'm just gonna just you know work weekends, just get it done. And um, the deadline was quite tight on it. I think I had. I think I had three weeks to do all five of them, which is a really short space time for, I might be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure it was, wasn't very long to do the all five. And um, normally with a book cover, it can take like a year, two years, like not for me to do it, but it's the whole sign off process and the yeah. printing and everything that goes with it. Cause there's, there's a lot of people involved, but this is probably the, the fastest I've ever had a book cover signed off and done. But, you know, he's, well, he is one of the most powerful authors in the industry. It's like, and he still signs off all the work as well. So that does speed up the process. Right. And I think they've kind of learned what he doesn't want and what he wants. Um, yeah. They can kind of, um, you know, steer, steer away from anything that will just be problematic down the line. So, and so they, with, with that, Matt, did you have... Uh, you know kind of carte blanche to to come up with the covers or as you said they kind of know what he likes so was there a any kind of light touch or a steer of what they were looking for yeah well normally with my book was i come up with all the roughs myself and, yep. and execute them how i want and then it's like a collaboration <clears throat> to get to the end point but with these they actually had five quite rough outlines done of what they mm -hmm. wanted um i think misery was just like it was, they were really quick thumbnails. I think it was just a house and that was it. And, and they said, this is snow. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then um, I think, yeah, the girl, Tom Gordon was like, a, it was kind of like a girl in the woods and there were some eyes. But yeah. they were just like very abstract, quite rough sketches. So they did give me a lot of freedom to build on it and build atmosphere into them. Um, Gerald's game was a very different approach in the rough and we had to like redo that one they had more of a psychedelic kind of angle with it uh but they decided not to do that one um and then in terms of limitations of what they were allowed to do and not do i think the only stipulations that king does not like is uh, cruelty to animals on the covers mm -hmm. or um i think abuse to women as well and um, was the other one so obviously with gerald's game it's yeah i think they were originally going to have someone in the bed, like with the, the handcuffs, and yeah. I don't think that flew. So, so you kind of know what some of the limitations might be, and you've got these rough sketches, um, but then obviously you're bringing them to fruition. So, did did you do a cover at a time, and so you know, immerse yourself in misery, get that done, and then move on, or do you work across the five? I think with this one, because the timeline was so tight, I was like uh, spreading it across all five, yeah, which I don't normally do. But it was like, because um, my my I've definitely got like ADD, so like I have to 
if I switch between the different projects, I actually made it a bit easier because yeah. it'd be like, right, I've done all this background here. I'll move yeah. on to the background of this and build it up from there and come back to things. So I like the, the bit that I enjoy the most is doing the backgrounds and then the people is the, probably the last thing to go in. So yeah. I probably went through all the scenes and then went back and put the characters in and mm-hmm. the final details. So, so what you know? What, what techniques are you using? Just talks about the actual creation part of it, because I know people. Oh, okay. You know, the end product is so beautiful. Would love to know how you work. Um, I think I did really loose sketchbooks, like ink drawings in my sketchbook. That yeah. you wouldn't be able to tell what they are. They just looks like a scribble. And I'm like, okay, this goes there, that goes there, and then use uh, Photoshop, and then just just draw it out that way in there really it's like it's all digital now how i draw yeah. i used to hand draw well you still hand draw when you draw on a computer it's yeah. uh yeah but i used to do everything by ink then scan it in mm. then color it mm. but i don't do that process anymore i prefer just to do everything digitally because we can go in change things and mm. you know i've got more confident at working in that style with such a short deadline i didn't really have time to do much too much in terms of like this is a rough this is a final my roughs are quite close to what a final would be almost um wow and how that yeah. tight that tight deadline matt you know how was that a was that a blessing or was it a bit of a curse at the time um it, it, it's it, i think as long as you like clear with with uh, the publisher like this this is a tight deadline we need to work in the feedback can be the problem with uh, tight deadlines so if you if if they are very quick at getting back to you then then it's not a problem and they were with this one but you have to be like quite upfront with them saying i'm going to deliver these rubs on this day but i need the feedback the same day in order to like keep on the schedule because sometimes you could be waiting weeks or months for something to come back and then they'd be like, we need it by next week. And you're like, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it, but we didn't have time with this one to do that. So. As you said, your roughs were pretty close to the, that, that finished version, you know, kind of already it s- sounded like it took shape really quickly. Right. Yeah. Well, I think it helps that. I'm a big horror fan as well. And like, I just, I know how to make those kinds of images without being too over the top. Like I'm interested in atmosphere. So I just like, as soon as I, like, I'll be honest, I haven't read uh, two of the books on there. So it's like, I have to um, go through and also pull out the information that I need as well sometimes. And that is, that is difficult with a king book, like especially how big they are. Like, I'm so glad it's not the stand because um, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So Matt, you're doing the stand, you're doing it, you're doing under the dome. <laughs> yeah, like they do give you a brief synopsis, so they will like yeah. say like these are the key visuals that you need to remember. Because I I have read Misery as well, but it was like little things like forgetting. Oh yeah, like it's not a sledgehammer; it's like an axe and things yeah, like that right. because it's been yeah. so yeah. See, the movies will, and the TV 
can easily inspire you on it but you're like no this this is separate this is not the same thing even though you know, misery is amazing the film yeah, <laughs> yeah but, it, uh, yeah absolutely it's those specific details isn't it because i was going to ask absolutely of the those ones which ones had had you read and um you know so you've, you've read misery had you read um, what, um what about uh De- Dolores Claiborne? Dolores, yeah. I've read uh, Dolores and um Gerald's game. Yeah. But I haven't actually read The Girl Who Tried Tom Garden or yeah. Rose Matter, which is uh and which is I'm gonna like, yeah, now I've got them, I'm just gonna read them. Yeah, but... well that's the thing. You've got them and you know what they've got great illustrations. The covers are wicked, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't I think Matt Matt, you're alone with that, because the girl who loved Tom Gordon is proving to be the most elusive one to get hold of. And in fact, one of our questions from our uh, one of our listeners is, capital letters, Keith Miller one wrote in, where can I get that copy of The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon? <laughs> <laughs> I've got it behind, I've got it behind me. <laughs> like, I can go get it. But, um... That's just teasing Keith. Keith, yeah, Matt's got it, but... I didn't think they were going to come out as quick as they did. I like, mm. I went home for Christmas and then I came back in January and I think I went to Tesco's to buy some food. And I was like, there's miseries in Tesco's. <laughs> and I was like, that's not, because normally the books that they have in Tesco, it's like David Walliams and like yeah, all those yeah. kind of, and there's like Stephen King's misery. It's like, that is so strange. But like, it's cool. It's there. I didn't take a picture of it because it just had this horrible yellow club saver sticker on the side of it saying like, and I was like, it looks like my stuff's been reduced. <laughs> it's not my book. It's, uh, it was it was weird. What I love about Misery is you could, you know, when you, you know, you're looking at it initially and you go, okay, oh, that's just so beautiful. It's a lovely cabin in the snowy woods. And then, oh, yeah, there's someone looking out. And then, of course, there's a calmness to it. But the beautiful orange, the, the, the furnace glow coming from the window. And then that positioning of the axe in the tree stump that if you don't know, you go, oh, of course, it's just somebody chopping wood or chopping legs. And <laughs> love the subtlety of that, because we've seen some old misery covers where, you know, it's just very... Uh, horrific Annie Wilkes face yeah, drawn like back in a screaming, snarl, screaming, uh, um, yeah. and there's the you know, and she's raising it up over the wheelchair. You know, I'm trying to like not overdo it, you know, I'm not sure like something that's just too obvious, like just kind of make it fit into the scene, but still have a sense of, um, yeah, terror <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, it, if it needs it. As the reader, you can put your layers upon it i think that's the thing i noticed with your art is that you leave space for us to be able to connect and put our narrative upon it as well and our experience with it um yeah yeah that's definitely something i want to do i don't want a lot of people to look at it and be like that that's what the character exactly looks like and you know they can't put yeah. their own interpretation onto who that person is and things like that they're, they're yeah. more to me like just they're they're there on the cover. The, sometimes the people are on the covers, but they're more like just vessels for the reader. Like that's how I see them. Um, I love the psychedelic feel of of Rose Madder. Yeah, I, I did like doing that one. So it was like a difficult one to figure out because they originally had more of like a, 
it was more of a maze coming from a top-down thing, and it was it just didn't didn't really work very well, like visually. Like we we were kind of struggling trying to figure out how to get it to sit with the rest of the books as well. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I I like that one. Also, it was like more uh, minimal as well. <laughs> Not because that makes it easier. It's just I kind of. If I manage to get something more minimal out, I'm like, oh wow, that's like that's what feeling minimal does. Because minimalism is not an easy thing to do. It's like mm. it's really difficult. Um, because mm. sometimes people think that you just kind of phoned it in, but like uh no, it's I think it's equally as complicated because you have to go through so many rounds of roughs trying to do something like so. I think Rose Matter probably took longer than the other ones to do, even though it looks the simplest doing these covers has kind of made me go, oh, I should go back and reread. And like, yeah. I really enjoyed the the book on writing. I've never read that before. Um, you know, it's one, it's, it's biography. Yeah. Yeah. Part kind of advice about how to write and then part autobiography. And, and, he, um, yeah, and he, like, he narrates it, doesn't he? For the, cause I listened to yeah, the he does. initially. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, he's, he's really good at audiobooks. I've never yeah. actually listened to him do it, but he delivers things. It's like that main accent as well. And when he has yeah. to put on like a stereotypical main accent, like when he gets hit by the car and uh, towards the, and he says like the guy wanted a, a, a Myers bar. <laughs> <Something> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I've never heard anyone say a Mars bar like that before. It's like, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, Oh, but yeah, I do that. like audiobooks for working with. They're really good because yeah. it's difficult to find the time to sit and read. But if I'm just colouring in, I can like <laughs> I can listen to audiobooks. Yeah. And um yeah. this one I've got here, uh Dolores Claiborne. I mean, it's just what I love is just the proximity that you've got of the rocking chair and then you know, and then I your eyes drawn to picking out things in the background. And then that, the, just the blackness of the the black sun, the black moon, whatever it, you know, whatever we choose to just shining down. Um, and there you've got the king. It's interesting, as you said, you know, the the big king font is not at the top for this one. It's yeah, they like slightly down. down. <clears throat> um, yeah, it was the like way for the, I think it was two options that you could always have on each of the covers was the king typeface would be at the top or that yeah. midsection mm. so you just had to plan for that and i think that was the only one where it fell sort of a bit lower yeah because it just compositionally trying to get what they kind of wanted to work wasn't working with it at the top but mm. um yeah i like i like that one because it just got to just go a bit wild with colors so i think at first i did it quite true to what you know a rocking chair maybe it's more brown because it's wood and then i was like yeah. no i'm just gonna just gonna go a bit wild with this like just just push the colors just go a bit crazy with them it's love it's it's beautiful that juxtaposition there of those blues and and again as you said you know using figures as um and humans as a vessel almost and just i love you just see a standing by the by the wishing well there it's just yeah. again, you're always drawn to it in the same way that it's drawn to, you know, the figure in the window of misery and the axe. But it's 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 there again. You spend some yeah. time looking at it um, rather than just no, it being pushed in your face. Yeah, no, it's amazing when people have been, um, you know, tagging it 
tagging those covers on Instagram, like really responding to them well. Cause I think Rose Matter was the one I wanted to tackle and like get interestingly done. Cause I like, I uh, appreciate the other covers, but I, I don't think they quite work a lot of them, like for the, what the story is, like from what I got the gist of it. But um, mm. yeah, that was, and it's a difficult one to tackle as well, I think. But, yeah. Yes. So with that, which which you know, I know it might be like choosing, you know, your a favorite kid, or you know, if you if you're a parent, you. But of those, which of your five covers are you, you know, the most proud of, and and, and why? Yeah, that that is that is like picking it's, a child. <laughs> I do quite, yeah. I quite like uh, Dolores Claiborne because it was like I had. Um, you know, composition like the compositions of the rocking chair on the porch have been done so many yeah. times. There was there was that like, oh, you can't do that. And I was like, it's a really good angle. And I wanted to maybe do it inside the well. And they were like, nobody's somebody's already done that. And I was like, oh, like so um yeah, that one obviously I think misery is probably the strongest out of them because it's like fits into um all the stuff that I kind of like illustrating I, I love drawing a snowy scene as well so it's a beautiful it's a beautiful snowy scene and those, those colors in particular for all of the books you know from the, the 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 green of Tom Gordon but misery that that blue white and red those the, the, they're so so vivid um yeah it does it stands out as well I do like the girl who loved Tom Gordon as well because yeah. I just went about with that one I was like not, it doesn't seem like they're going to stop me so I'm just going to do some <laughs> weird, weird weird looking trees and see what happens because it's not normally how I draw them so it's like I'm just going to push these a bit more because right. they wanted that kind of weird um, quite vibrant colours and things almost like that kind of they're not neon I guess some of them are like quite bright greens and pinks mm-hmm. and um, that teal kind of colour which I like that kind of approach. Um, but yeah, I think it would probably have to be misery. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's and got me to reread it as well, is it? Yeah. Like, which is weird. Yeah. Like I have started rereading it. Um, it's just strange to like have it in your hand and read it, but it's your cover on the front. That's um, about, do you keep kind of just, yeah, just having a look at it? And yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You take it for granted when you've done things, though. And yeah, yeah, you have to remember. It's like, yeah, that's pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> well, as you said, Matt, I mean, you, you know, you've worked for, you know, had sign off from J.K. Rowling and King. This isn't your your first rodeo. You're working at, you know, such a high high level there. I mean, the the colours you mentioned, Matt, you know, in particular, um, you know, I'm really interested to know. Are, are there any? you know, the choices or maybe emotions that you attach to those colours? So uh, how, how did you come up with those? Uh, I don't, Honestly, I think I just do it because I've done so many of, like, different covers. It's something that just comes, like, instinctively or just, like, yeah. will be, like, try these palettes and, and put them on and um, try to avoid just making things too dark because I think... Yeah. Sometimes with horror covers or anything like that, people just think, just make it really dark. You can't see anything and put red there. And it's like, that's a scary cover. And it's like, you can create, you know, like if you watch, um, I think the big inspirations on that, those kind of color palettes were probably like from the the original, like Suspiria, 
mm-hmm. you know, the Dario Argento mm-hmm. yeah, movie. Yeah. It's like if you go to like his kind of color palettes, they're all like pop pink and uh, greens and like really yeah. kind of out there colors that don't belong in the situations they are really, but it's like it's enticing, engaging. So yeah, I've that kind of thing probably yeah. seeped into there because I've been watching a lot more older horror films again so yeah yeah yeah. so so that inspiration coming from there and are there any you know other uh, you know aside from some of the films where else do you do you get your inspiration from as a a, you know as an illustrator as an artist um I god uh it's the big the big it's the big question I know it's like where where do you get your ideas from I know it's a tricky one (laughs) um it's it's difficult because I guess it comes from age as well it's just like new taste and palette changes as you get older and growing up I was you know a big lover of films and that's like how I discovered King I guess indirectly was like through was definitely through film to Mm, start with before I even knew his name um um and lately I'm more into like I went to Japan before the pandemic so um I'm really into like Japanese um woodblock painters as well they've got more of a minimalist approach which is something that like i try to mm. put into like the landscapes and stuff they always um, don't over detail but give like beautiful atmospheric environments i don't know if that comes across in a a king cover um there's um probably oh, disney as well like yeah disney backgrounds of the um the this like if you go to watch sleeping beauty there's um mm. ivan Dell was this illustrator that created all the backgrounds and scenes for those films and he's definitely someone who inspired my work uh, he does a lot he did a lot of landscapes that are like really beautiful and you can see some of the techniques that I've kind of put into my own work from his um the one thing I, that's really struck me about your five covers and, and and many people have commented is they are so atmospheric absolutely you know kind of from from the cabin for misery to 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 dolores to to you know exactly the trees in tom gordon with the yellow eyes just peering out there's a real atmosphere to it and we had obviously that first block of hodder books that were very vibrant greens and oranges and then much kind of darker colors for the short um collection of short stories but yours feel that they've got a real uh you know multi kind of layered you know tones and atmospheres going on with them and i just you know to not make your head get too big but i want to share back some of the feedback that you know and, and oh, comments from, right. yeah from from uh from the fans and uh from people that love them so uh they're the best covers is one uh in love with the dark man says absolutely love these covers they are gorgeous can't wait to add to my collection my 19th personality says oh wow absolutely stunning and my local indie bookshop forebears uh bookshop says oh these look beautiful can't wait to get them in uh alexandra brie says rose madder is my number one of these but they are all great covers bookaholic becca rose madder because it's my favorite book of this bunch uh underrated uh stephen king podcast says i'm obsessed laying down all my cash for these beautiful covers it, yeah you, i should, you should send be... those to my uh, alarm clock in the morning <laughs> or something like positivity of the day <laughs> <Absolutely>. uh, <laughs> yeah 
No, I am like uh, as a st- it's because I'm I think I'm quite northern, so sometimes it just like seem like I'm like yeah, no, but, but inside you're like <laughs> inside you're dancing, man, and yeah, yeah we, we we just we just nod and that's it. We, <laughs> well, it's like you said with your brother. It's just like yeah, cool, man. But you know that's yeah. the equivalent of uh, yeah, exuberant high five, and it's um. <laughs> But and for you being a King fan, so you, you mentioned, Matt, obviously, you've shared a little bit about the process and from that moment the email arrived. Then, of course, at the end of the journey, you've got the sign-off. What, what, yeah, what was that like, getting the sign-off from King well, himself? It's a bit strange because it was like, you know, you'd send them all and they're like, we're going to send these because I think they have to send it to his people first, like yeah. probably the, the King Camp in America. And then they um, probably they came back with a few little tweaks, changed ours, and they're like, okay, it's ready to go to him. And it's like, it's like, it's just going to God or something, <laughs> just like sending this little pack. You know, like, oh, 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 hopefully it gets there okay. And, um, and then it's like, he liked it that that was it that was the email back it was just yeah. like yeah he he likes it and um he loves them and that's it it's signed off um it was a bit strange because it's like oh and it's just like kind of, be nice to have like an email back from him personally but it's it's through his people through yeah. someone else's people and then it comes in and you're like well he's signed off it's really good yeah. I, i'd love us like you know but it's probably impossible to get like just one cover signed. But I don't think he signs books at all anymore because of yeah. people just took took advantage of him. Yeah. Um, I could try if it was a bit cheekier probably to get one, but it's COVID probably makes it a bit more complicated with yeah. stuff like that. So yeah, exactly. But, but to to know he's had a, he's you know, and again, you know, Matt, you you you've worked with huge authors, so I know, you know, it, it's part of it. But to know that King's had his eyes on it and seen it, gone, yep, yeah, like that, like that, like that, like that, like that, bang. We're yeah, good to no, go. it's great. It's, uh, because I, I actually been I, I listened to his um the audiobook in December, you know, on writing. Yeah. The book he'd done. Yes. And I was just like I kind of was listening to that while I was working on it. And like, you know, I described his house and where he sits. I'm like, I wonder if he was sat in that chair as he saw my stuff come in. And I was yeah. like, that is so yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> you know, like he must get so many covers though they asked to sign off. Mm. So but it's insane they signs off every single one. Yeah, yeah. Um, before they go in, but I yeah, love, it's pretty amazing. I love that just how connected he has that final oversay and uh, and I do. I mean, looking at those covers, Matt. I mean, you could easily see them being you know used as posters and being able to. I mean, I'd love to have you know full size posters of all those five covers that you've done. That, w- that would be amazing. They would look really nice as a set. Well, we could start a little, I mean, I think that's it. I might put out a call on Instagram and just start a campaign to <laughs> get, these, yeah, I mean, get the posters the, rolling. Really, you could do, like, you know, all the previous ones that they've done before me, yeah. like, there would some of those would easily work as, a, as posters as well. I'm sure there's, like, there's clearly an appetite for it, so... Well, yeah, that, I think that is the thing because for so many, you know, I mean, obviously nowadays there's so many different ways to read, of course, be it Kindle, be it on your phone, be it, you know, I, I know the, so many of us, you know, read King, you know, in hard copy uh, because there's something about, I know for me, that's how I grew up 
with these big weighty paperbacks and hardbacks of Kings. And as I said, the covers, the tactility of it was such a huge part of it. And, you know, it makes total sense for all of us to go, well, we're buying these copies again yeah we might have three or four or five editions there's some incredible collectors that we know that listen to the show that have dozens of editions of each book but each one has a slightly different take on it each one has a slightly different resonance and i love that tactility that exists i think and especially exists within you know horror uh, as a you know kind of wide spanning genre yeah yeah no it is and it's incredible like how many people collect how, how i saw someone who had a, like all the on instagram to all the different misery versions that they had and yeah. um they like the it ones as well because then when you go into different countries each different country has a different cover and it's like it, it just goes yeah. spiral uh, so i love when i go abroad and stuff like to america or canada is just going to like the thrift shops and you find an old king book that's like battered and you're like what like so found a, a firestar one or something oh yeah so cool like um just the the, the typography was different as well like i i don't do the typography on the mm-hmm. covers i just do the illustration that's yeah. someone else's job mm-hmm. but it makes you realize like i mean he's he's probably the only author that could have their name that big above the title that was a weird thing because if you're like you were like normally you make the space at the top for the title and the bottom is for the author and the author gets like a small billing down yeah. the bottom but the name was so big but <laughs> and then i was like you have to accommodate for that Just right that yes the sketches it's like you've got to make a lot of space and then um That's such a i've good never point. had that before yeah. it, because the title of the book is 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 tiny on some of them. I'm like, this is a bit odd. Like, yeah, is that that's big, out of my control? That's it. And the spines when you line them all up again are just look beautiful because they've got that uniform, you know, yeah. font for his for his name. No, that that was cool when you drop because they give me a template of um, the type, and it was like yeah. a on the piece and I just dropped that on it I was like yeah I guess guess I've done a king book cover <laughs> five five of them are there any you know double question here are there any plans do you know for you to do more of the covers and if so or even if it doesn't happen which ones would you like to do um there's no plans at the moment i've not been told anything and stuff like that um um i mean i think they've already done one that i wanted to do so i, I would do christine because i love that book and i love that film like that's one of my favorite King yeah. films i just i don't know why i just love it it's yeah. just such a silly premise but it just it just works so well i don't know i just um what would you do for if you were yeah if you were to redo christine what just t- top of your head here what 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 take would you do upon it what oh, I, i've no i've no idea um i'm wondering if you could do it without a car in it but it's kind of impossible like just yeah the premise wouldn't unless you had it in like um more of a foreboding style, something in the that was a bit more abstract in the distance or reflection yeah. or something, the lights of it, the coming on, like the headlights coming on towards someone. Well, yeah, something that, like that. 
that would be interesting, isn't it? If you could take some of those things that we normally say, could, could you do an it cover without a balloon or Pennywise? Would, you know, yeah, that that was the other one. It was like you'd love to take on it just like because it's so <laughs> yeah. iconic. You came to King through. I think I'm right in here. You say you came to him through uh, films initially. Um, yeah. So like, I was trying to think about this because like the first time I think. I remember seeing it, but not being aware it was Stephen King. Was that my dad was? I think I had a nightmare. I came downstairs and like my dad was watching The Shining on TV, the Kubrick one, <laughs> and it was the scene with the woman coming out of the bath. Oh yeah, Jesus! <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that was a nightmare. <laughs> oh wow! Because I, I think I came down and I stood in the doorway and like obviously terrified and then re-terrified with this that happened. And then just kind of blocked it out and forgot the about this old woman into coming the out the bath. Yeah, it must have been like <laughs> or something like that. And you were yeah. watching it. But um, then me and my brother got, Joe got a lot more into like King. He was reading them and then we'd start watching them. And then the, the Mick Garris TV series for The Stand was on, mm-hmm. I think in 97. And we watched yeah. all that uh, apart from the ending because I think they bump the schedule off or something so i still don't know like i've never seen the ending of the miniseries but like it just really strongly like visually connected with me a lot of it and then obviously um side watching basically anything that had stephen king on we'd watch like the langoliers was yeah 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 um thinner um anything like we just go to the video shop and like stephen king yeah we'll rent it and just go home what like the tommy knockers um, yeah and then as it got older, it was like, you know, discovering things like Shawshank, Green Mile. I think I have probably seen most iterations of any of his TV or film adaptations now. The same way I discovered, um, like, King in the box, it was like King in the the horror section, because you'd start with, um, like, at the time, I was running stuff like Critters and Gremlins, and then you wander down the corridor, and you're like... Oh, horror, like, um, <laughs> what's this? And then just start picking them off the shelves. And obviously, yeah. I think my, my parents were pretty liberal with what I was allowed to watch. So it was just like, because yeah. I had an older brother, so he'd just get it. And then we'd just go watch it. And then, yeah, that was kind of what hooked me on yeah. horror movies and horror in general. Yeah. There is a there's there's a language, isn't there? I do think we, you know, as a horror fan, there's a language. There's a shortcut. There's a a real sense of fun and sense of joy with with the art that horror creates. And you know, and, and again, especially seen that in, in in the covers that 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 you've done, man. Um, oh, thank you. You know, really, really. So, what is so, Matt? What what's next for you? Um, well, I'm still finishing off stuff from 2021 at the moment, yeah. so hopefully that should be done. And then, I've just, so I've just got a few things to do, and then hoping just to spend a bit of time doing my own stuff for a little yeah. bit. Um, like I want to do something more narrative mm-hmm. based and a bit more like long form, but I'm just still trying to figure it out. But I just want to go back to like trying to build worlds for myself for a little bit and see what comes out of that um but yeah that apart from anything else it's all ndas yeah (laughs) yeah exactly most of my life is an nda there's still things i can never show (laughs) that an nda like 
Um, all your best work is an NDA. That's what they say. So that that's it, isn't it? And it's like I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you. You you have to be a man of mystery, right? You gotta. Yeah, <laughs> but you can't. Some of them, wait, when you work with the big companies, you you're not allowed to ever show it, like ever. You can't wow. say you worked on it. Yeah, because um, you know, like uh, I can't say them either. Can I? <laughs> they basically, it's no one can be larger than the company itself like that that's the the, how it works it's kind of it can't be this company but then there's this individual that's created it it's like no you're all under one house sort of thing yeah yeah, are you able then matt when you kind of see your work crop up yeah where you're not allowed to talk about it is it a do you have like a secret secret handshake with your partner or your brother (laughs) just to let them know that's me. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, yeah, like, obviously, like, my parents, but, I mean, they don't um, understand a lot of the time where they say, I think with the King ones, they were pretty, like, that was, like, the, the a few times they have been, like, uh, but I think that really got them because yeah. my uncle is, like, a big King fan. He's got all the books on his shelf and I think oh, that, wow. like, blues. So when it goes to extended family, I think that's when it starts to be, oh, God, he's got a real job. It's like, yeah, I can do it for <laughs> 12 years now so yeah yeah so he's doing a proper author now we've heard of him and he, yeah. Yeah. well that i think it's just familiar a familiarity where yeah. it takes a while for people to be like oh, okay that's what he's doing and yeah. stuff like that but it's happened a few times where they've been like oh i think when i did the stuff for harry potter i think that was the first time or maybe when i did this i did a poster for the cure when i was starting out like oh uh, wow cool 2012 and that's probably what got me more into like uh more commercial space so yeah what i did post, robert what, smith what was that yeah what did you do <laughs> it was it was for 2011 for best of all and i was just starting out freelancing and um they were it, this was it was a charity thing so they basically said like you can pick whichever artist you want and we'll make like limited edition screen prints of these posters so the cure were like a billion on that those posters, they're so difficult to get now that like you cannot get them anywhere. And I still get emailed. And this was 10 years later. Um, so I did Robert Smith um, riding on a massive cat in front of a moon. But like, mass- <laughs> it's, such a, it's such a different style now, but there was a lot of red, blacks. and. Uh, but it's so brilliantly cure, though, your description of the poster. It's like, but of course, of course, that is, you know. Robert Smith is riding what- on a cat. Like, <laughs> why not? Like. <laughs> Exactly, man. I think a lot of book covers came out from that one. Um, so I had more of like sort of magical work in my older stuff. And I guess maybe that led to the, the Harry Potter stuff as well. Yeah. So what, um, what, what Potter stuff did you do? So like when Pottermore, Pottermore was J.K. Rowling's first, um, it was like a website where you went on and you could get yeah. sorted into your houses and yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. So I did these the, the illustrations for the backgrounds of the website, which was like um, the quiz section. So the sorting ceremony, I had to do yeah. all that and draw like um, all these tons of backgrounds. And that was a lot of work. I think that was like 30 illustrations with like wow. uh, scenes in, in like, I think it was three weeks, something insane. Yeah. And then I did more for when the Fantastic Beast launched, I did more of the same then and then yeah um i haven't done anything with them in a long time but 
yeah uh, that that's that was the part of my side of things it's weird when you make something that connects with people it's or, or like you get the kickback from people that yeah. inspired you like i do believe like anything you actually enjoyed or consumed or liked in the creative world if you it will come back to you in some weird way yes. so it's like you know like harry potter timber and stephen king and all these things that like i like and horror and the things they um they kind of come full circle back to you so it's like kind of whatever you put out sometimes can come back to you not necessarily always but like yeah and sometimes they say never meet your heroes luckily i've never had any bad problems yet, so. yeah well as we said you know as king says of car is a wheel it's been such a pleasure um having you with us um thank you so much for taking the time and as i've said you know there's such a connection these covers have connected so deeply <clears throat> with our community um and for people that want to discover more of your 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 talent and your art your illustrations wh where can where can people go um well best place is probably my website and then i'll take you to all the other places so it's uh do i need to say www dot <laughs> <I'm like, laughs> it just do people do that anymore um it's just matt uh it's just matt saunders dot ink and matt just promise us if um well we'll, we'll start a poster campaign uh going and um if if you know if you do more covers in the future uh, especially more king covers you'll come back and talk to us yeah yeah i will do um i'll let you know um well, I can't let you know actually because it's like, <laughs> it'll be an NDA. Yeah. Out, so, <laughs> yeah. Until it comes out. Matt, thank you so much. So, listeners, that was an incredibly special episode of King Size uh, Insights uh, with Matt Saunders, and all the links are in there. So, do go and check out those amazing works and keep collecting from us all here today. Thank you so much. Bye bye. <laughs>